Hi, welcome to the HTM 24-7 podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Stevens. For this episode, I'm joined by one of the biggest names in HTM right now, Danielle McGeary, who is Amy's vice president of HTM. Danielle, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me today. I always love coming on your podcast. We love having you. And we had a really good conversation. I think it was a little over a year ago. So I'm just glad to have you back. So I'm glad you invited me back. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You are always welcome. So whenever you want to come on, please do. But um, so let's just start, get into this. Amy just developed an HTM leadership guide. Let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we've actually had the HTM Leadership Development Guide for, I don't know, about eight years now. But what we did was we refreshed it. We've had so many new resources come out over the years, new certifications that the guide was really outdated. So we took the time to update the guide. And it's really a great resource for anyone that's looking um, to move up in the HTM field, take on a leadership type position, a manager position. And it's also great for managers in the field who want to be able to mentor and lead, you know, their up and comers into the next position in their organization. Yeah. And one of the things we've really found, you know, from our HTM salary survey is, you know, people are retiring and there is a massive need for new blood to come into the field to learn new skills, learn new leadership skills. Was that part of that too, that, you know, the refresh looking at the demographic change? Absolutely. I mean, we also did a demographic survey that kind of parallels your salary survey and, we found that about 60% of the field's managers are over the age of 55. So that shows in the next 10 to 15 years, there's going to be a huge mass exodus. And those people leaving are are long-term seasoned technicians and um, managers with all that historical knowledge and skill set that you just can't learn, um, you know, day one on the job. So we really have to do a good job at preparing our future workforce to take on those senior technician and managerial type roles. So this guide will really help um, HTM professionals move into those types of positions. So it really gives like a step-by-step process, like suggestions, like getting certifications, like your CHTM, um, your CBET or the CAB-T, if you're just entering the field, obviously, you know, um, that's the entry-level certification. But it really starts that trajectory and that process of getting, you know, starting certification from the beginning of, of your career. Um, it also talks about good skills to have, such as, you know, public speaking, you know, um, leadership development, project management, all things like that. So, it's really a great resource. Yeah. And I did want to talk about the step-by-step. So in the guide, there's a section on getting started. So can you share some key insights from the section um, for our listeners who might be interested in advancing their careers in HTM? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, it always starts with the willingness to learn, right? And in the leadership guide, there's also in the back there's a checklist in like a note section where you can actually evaluate yourself against the matrix that's in there. So you can kind of say, okay, I need to really brush up on my project management skills or maybe difficult conversations and things of that nature. So you can really go through it and kind of rate yourself. I think it's on a one to five scale and you can kind of see where you feel you're good at, 
where you need some development. And it's really a way to really open a conversation with your existing management because you can say, hey, you know, I need these skills, but I feel like I need help really getting to the level of being able to, you know, feel comfortable having a difficult conversation with an employee. Maybe I need to take a course or maybe I need some mentoring on that. And that's really what this guide does. It really shows you those bare bones skills that are really needed to become a good leader. And I think too, especially in this industry, because it's such a tech heavy industry, you know, it's important to really talk about the soft skills because those are necessary to move up. I mean, you can't just be technically proficient. You have to have the soft skills, the emotional, you know, EQ skills. So I think this is really great. Agreed. And and I think that's, you know, you can be the best, I always say you can be the best technician, but if you can't communicate, you know, especially even understanding like what the C-suite needs to know and what clinicians want to know, right? When they're, you know, MRI is down, for instance, they don't care what specific component is broken on the MRI. It's great that you know that to be able to fix it, but they want to know, you know, what's wrong with it? How long will it be down? You know, when will we get parts? And how does it affect patient care? You know, do we need to divert patients? Do we need to send them elsewhere? Is this going to be down for a week or for a few hours? How do we, you know, figure out you know, um, in a, you know, an emergency plan, if we need that to send patients elsewhere, maybe, you know, you're at a place that have multiple MRIs, and you'll have to run off of one, but how does that affect, you know, patient scheduling, you know, so there's, you know, the clinicians are really thinking about patient care, not that, you know, a part of a, you know, what particular part of the board is broken inside it or, or whatnot. So, you know, it's, it's really important, you know, those soft skills and being able to effectively communicate and speak their same language. No, absolutely. And so the guide also addresses interviewing for leadership roles. Um, Can you share some of the top techniques for interviewing for senior level positions? And what are some common mistakes that people interviewing should avoid? You know, I, I would say the common mistakes, even from people that I've interviewed in the past, is really coming off too cocky. Okay. You know, feeling like, they know more than you. And, you know, I also, and I will also say when you're interviewing for higher level positions, it's really important to be able to, like I said, effectively communicate that clinical talk, to be able to translate technical jargon into clinical talk. And, and just to be able, I think, to really come across as sincere and have a sense of empathy. You know, at the end of the day, you know, when you're, you, we interview so many people and you can tell just from their voice, their demeanor, who really cares about this role, who really understands like the, the path to the patient and who doesn't. And, and I think, you know, I remember interviewing someone once and asking them, you know, what their weakness was. And they told me they didn't have one. And, and I think, you know, in their mind, they thought, wow, you know, I'm going to show her that I'm perfect. But the fact that they said they didn't have a weakness is a weakness in itself. And being able to admit, you know, when, you know, you need mentoring or counsel or maybe being able to say, I'm sorry, to apologize when you've, um, you know, done something wrong and just being able to relate to others around you. You know, when when you come off that 
arrogant, probably for lack of a better word, that doesn't sit well with others. That doesn't sit well in healthcare. And and I, I think at the end of the day, just being genuinely passionate about what you do, um, you know, I would say fueled by passion will will really get you much further. And people can see that in interviews, whether you're on the phone or whether you're in person. And I think just really um, being able to connect with others that way, I, I think really goes a long way and makes a difference. So if you had to rate, in your opinion too, I didn't put the guy, like the top three soft skills that you think every biomed should have, what would you say they are? The top three soft skills? I would say being able to communicate verbally, being able to communicate in writing, and also being um, very organized and detail-oriented because, you know, you need to be able to to follow process, whether it's healthcare process or the process to to maintain or fix a, a device. You know, I was having a talk with a friend the other day about this because it's like, you know, as artificial intelligence, you know, so much, and I'm not saying that in the biomed field specifically, but so much is being automated with artificial intelligence, but really is what sets people apart and what's going to continue to set them apart is those soft skills, those human skills that people need to do their job that a computer could never do. Agreed. I mean, you're never going to, you know, I think it, you keep saying empathy, but I, I think computers are never going to replace you know, empathy. And, you know, when it comes down to the clinicians and the people in the hospital, and I think just us being able to understand, you know, I always say, you know, when I talk to students, and I think this also applies, you know, while we're talking about leadership and leadership development, is being able to understand the equipment and how it's used clinically. I always tell the students, you know, when you're interning, if you have the opportunity to scrub into a case and see how the equipment is being used, you know, on the patients, understanding all the people in the OR and their functions, what's done to get that device up and running. Um, You know, it just makes you more valuable because you're not just talking about a device now, you're talking about a workflow, you're talking about patient care, you understand more than just the device. And when you're able to really you know, connect with the clinicians and really understand their jobs. I think that's really when you become a leader, right? Because now you're not just thinking myoptically in your day-to-day job and just, you know, break fix. You're thinking about the whole continuity of care, how that device affects the patient, the clinician, and the whole HDO in general. So, you know, it's really important if you have the opportunity to learn that and really take the time to see clinically how everything is used. Um, It just makes you that much more valuable. And and when you think about even moving up beyond, if you want to move outside of HTM into like a hospital C-suite, you know, you need to understand that. You have to understand how everything ties together from the financial piece to the, you know, um, coding, HR, you know, the engineering side, everything works together harmoniously. So hospitals work and we have a piece in that, but understanding how those other pieces of the puzzle fit together. So everything works harmoniously is really important as well. No, that's great. And just for a final question. So this document's free to Amy members, but can be purchased for the Amy store for those who are not members of Amy, but why should people use this resource? How can it help those in the HTM field? Well, it was developed by HTM leaders for HTM leaders. So you're really getting an inside view of what the best of the best 
really feel you need to do to succeed. These are people who have done it, who have succeeded in their positions, and you're getting in the insider scoop almost. And it really is a step-by-step guide. It was really created to help. We also have um, we have the leadership development guide, and we also have the, the career guide as well. Um, the career guide is more focused on those starting out in HTM, understanding what they need to succeed in their career as they are. And the leadership guide takes that career guide to the next level and how to move into that next level position. And and, and I also just want to be clear too that, you know, being a manager and being a leader are two different things. You know, you can be a manager and not a good leader. So this really helps you to lead. And you can be a technician and not have direct reports or be in a manager role and be a leader. So this helps you be a leader. So don't sell yourself short either. And I think it's definitely worth checking out. You know, it definitely makes you sit down and think about where you're at in in these key competency areas for being a leader and you can score yourself. And I think it's just a great exercise for everyone to do and really see, okay, this is where I'm at and this is where I need development. And I think no matter where you are in your career, it never hurts to take a step back focus on you, work on you, and evaluate where you are and see how you can be better. No, that's great. Um, thank you so much, Danielle. It's As always, it's such a pleasure to have you here. We love Amy at 24-7 and we support all your endeavors. So just thank you. Oh, and we appreciate 24 by 7 too. We love your support of us. You know, thank you for doing the salary survey. We're so happy to support it year after year. Thank you so much, Danielle. And to our listeners, thank you also. And be sure to visit www.24x7mag.com for more industry news and insights. Thank you. Take care.